going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode four of Bored to Death. Four. Episode four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm John. I'm Kayla. And this is a board game, tabletop, and DIY taxidermy for your past on pets podcast. That's really mean. You want to keep a dead, one of our dead cats, taxidermified I mean, in this house? Tex- technically, it's not them. But it's their body. No, it's actually just a mold. That's what taxidermy is. It's not like... What they, how are they going to bring make the fur look like our cats? It might be some of their fur. Yeah. Guess what? One of my cousins does taxidermy. Okay. Well, we're going to freeze dry Jack and ship him out. No, that's okay. I don't really want to talk to them. Oh, well, we'll find somebody local. God, I'm not doing that. But yeah, we're actually not a, po- uh, <laughs> a podcast about taxidermy. Uh, yeah, tabletop and uh, board games is what we're here for. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. This is completely of your own volition. You chose to be here, and that's the way audio podcasts and yeah. such work. Good for you. Good choices. I I approve of your life choices at this moment. I can't speak to previous choices, but yeah, this one's good. Yeah. At least I think so. Don't live in the past. <laughs> live in the now. And now we're here to talk about uh, the anatomy of a good board game shop. Totes. We've been to a, a bunch been to yeah. a lot of board game shops. Everybody remembers their first time. It's warm and fuzzy. I don't think that's true at all. You walk in. Sometimes it's tight. Sometimes it's spacious. I just feel like you're setting me up for a bad joke. No. Never did. Never will. Yeah, okay. Sure. But, yeah. um, We have committed the, the treasonous act of the past of buying board games online through Amazon. Mm-hmm. And we do our best now to support our local shops and local shops across the country. Because you don't have to just buy local. You can buy local from anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we first started buying uh, some board games online because they were so easy to add to our Amazon cart. And so that was why we did the Treasonous Act. And also, there just weren't as many to go to. were yeah. as many shops to go to, at least not here in the city. Yep. And then we changed our ways with... Uh, being uh, more educated through a few friends that have owned board game shops and people have worked in them, people that we know that design board games. And it's just... And some of those people are the same person yeah. that you just listed. Yeah, double dipping, whatever. Double dipping. And it's I, th- it's more of a dick move than you think, buying stuff off Amazon. Mm-hmm. Sure, everybody's bought into the, you know, the two-day shipping craze. Sometimes one day. Yeah. Sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. No. Pandemic aside, sometimes it's one day. If you're lucky. Now it's like, oh, three weeks to get your pizza cutter, and it shows up, like, way early for no fucking reason. You didn't order a pizza cutter. That's a lie. No, but, like, like normal stuff that people order, like pizza cutters. (laughs) I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah, we we told you, I think, a couple weeks ago how we ordered a game from Third Eye Games in Annapolis um, during the pandemic. Annapolis, Maryland. I don't, I don't know if we've I don't know if we've said where we're from. Oh, we live we in. Have. Oh, we have. We said we're in Baltimore. Oh, okay. Friendly reminder: we're in Baltimore. Yeah, no, I, I can't remember if we'd said that or not. Um, but yeah, during this uh, crazy pandemic time, I think we mentioned it then that we had ordered something online, uh, and they sent it USPS, and we ordered it on like a Saturday, and we got it on Tuesday. Yeah, I think that's what it was, and I was like, 
damn, USPS and Third Eye both stepping up their game. Yeah. So yeah, find a way to support them right now if you can. Yeah, and it's like it's frustrating because Amazon like has found a way to just cut out the middleman with everything, right? So it's it will always be cheaper to buy stuff from Amazon, like not. Not 100% of the time, but most of the time it's going to be cheaper to buy stuff through them. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, for like an extra four or five bucks to just get it through the fucking local store, it's yeah. so much easier. Especially if it is some place that you've been before. If it's some place that you've actually gone into and spent time there and talked to somebody. Like, just go spend your money there, right? It's, it, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, support your local small businesses and... You know, small business Saturday during the holidays and shit. No, just do that shit all the fucking time where you can, when you can. You don't have to wait for small business Saturday. No. You don't have to. And it just goes for most stuff, you know. Hey, order stuff from Amazon. You know, I'm, we're not here to shame you if that's the way you have to go about doing it. But I mean, you, I got stuff in my Amazon cart right now. Yeah. So. But if you, if you need some recommendations, you need help finding a board game shop, let us know where you are. We we'll, can help you out We'll find that. it. I'd say um, something about us when we, whenever we travel at this point, we're looking for different board game shops to go to. Like, if, even if we've flown somewhere and we're somewhere else, we're trying to find a new shop. And we'll usually buy something just yeah. because it feels good to go to a shop that's not, not yours. Mm-hmm. That's not your normal one. So last time we were visiting uh, my best friend in Murray, Kentucky, uh, there was a new board game shop open there and Murray's a pretty small town overall especially you know compared to Baltimore and we were they had an amazing game selection so that made it complicated but also we had flown there yeah so you can't like bring this epic game back and just like yeah we weren't buying like scythe something in a huge ass box cram it back into your carry-on hopefully TSA doesn't beat the shit out of it yeah for real so we ended up buying uh, Istanbul the dice game there, which conveniently is now one of our favorite games. Um, but it was just, it's fun to peruse and just kind of walk around and kind of, and see what another store has to offer. Yeah. And uh, we've been in plenty now. I, I feel like, you know, between New Jersey, Baltimore, D.C., we've been to ones in South Carolina, Kentucky. Asheville. Uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I don't think there were any when we went to Hawaii. Or we didn't seek them out anyway. Yeah, I don't think we sought them out when we were in Hawaii. We were too busy uh, drinking a lot of really good fucking coffee. Yeah, and sitting on the beach. Yeah. Oh, those were the days. Oh, the before time. The before time. Actually, it was technically the during time. Oh, uh, it was technically the how the fuck didn't we get sick time? Yeah, it's actually Technically amazing. the how, how did nobody cough in our eyes on nine hour flights mm-hmm. time? What a day. Hey, we're alive. Anywho... Um, yeah, so... Well, what's some? What's the best thing for you when you walk into a board game store? Like, new place, what are you looking for? Uh, I, I want to say, and this might... Size doesn't matter. And, <laughs> and you're going to hear this from people who own board game shops and sometimes your potential significant other. Who are you speaking for here? I don't know. But size doesn't always matter. You can find a really good board game shop that is... A little hole-in-the-wall kind of place that mm-hmm. is just in the corner of your favorite city or a small town that doesn't have a whole lot of space. But if they have a good selection and there's ambiance, they're in a place you like to walk by, it, it doesn't matter the size of it, right? Because we've been in little tiny places like Canton Games in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Then we've been into massive 
spaces like um, Games and Stuff yeah. and Glen Burnie. Mm-hmm. And both really cool shops, but... Both cool in their own right. Exactly. One's more like the inner city, just pop inside of a, a corner store kind of feel, and the other one just like almost... I don't want to say warehousey in a bad way. It's more of like a strip mall. Yeah. I wouldn't call it warehousey. It's just so big that it feels different than yeah. going into Canton Games. So yeah, I think like to me, size doesn't matter mm-hmm. when it when it comes to stuff like that. But I, I don't know. Like my my favorite thing about a board game shop probably has to be variety. If you have a mm-hmm. good variety, I don't always have to walk in and buy something or buy the most expensive thing. But I want to go in and I have I want to have like selection overload. You know that you don't want that. You can't handle that. I can't handle it, but I enjoy it. I like going in and because we have such a wide selection of games and because mm-hmm. our our library is pretty extensive, to be able to walk in and they have like a new like maybe that's my favorite. My favorite thing is. A new game section. Yeah, that's and, my favorite. And too. like one of them is set up, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's already mid game. Yeah, I lo- I love it when you go into a store and they have something unboxed and set up, and it it literally I'm like a moth to a fucking flame. Like I see something, especially if it's pretty. Um, I'm thinking about one of the last times that we were at games and stuff, and they had that butterfly game. I can't. I've looked up the the title of this game so many times and I just can't remember it. Um, But it was this gorgeous game where you're trying to get butterflies to come to your garden. Um, I know I said, I think I said this when we were talking about theme, but obviously nature is a theme that I'm appealed to or I'm drawn to when it comes to board games. But um, I probably stood, I went back and and looked at that game probably like four or five times while we were in there. And I'm more upset now that we didn't buy it. Uh, because I've looked at it so many times. That's not it. No. It is not the Butterfly Garden. I know I have it saved on my, um, messenger because I reached out to one of the stores, uh, nearby to see if they carried it, um, during the pandemic to see if they would deliver it to the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they said most, they weren't able to get most games because publishers, um, weren't shipping then yeah but they might be able to get it now but they it's couldn't true. get it then yeah supply chains were probably a little little jacked up i'm gonna see if i can find it here yes i did find it uh pa- papillon papillon p-a-p-i-l-l-i-o-n or L- oh fuck it whatever yeah yeah either way it was a game about butterflies and it was wonderful oh yeah i mean the way it was set up everything just looked really cool mm-hmm yeah, so that's definitely an appeal for me uh, in a store, having the game set up. Yeah. Um, I think another really cool thing about a board game shop that is just very beneficial to new customers or returning customers is you always have to have that one person who knows everything about the game. And if they don't know, they could like quickly just pull somebody in who also doesn't, like, who, like, just knows everything about a certain kind of game. Yeah, I think that's definitely a, a benefit, right? Like, when one of our friends, Jen, uh, owned a game shop, uh, what I, in particular, other than seeing her when we went to the game store, of course, was that I could pick up any game on the shelf, and even if she hadn't played it, she was able to, like, give me the down low, 
And eventually she started to figure out what kind of games I like to play. And she would be like, mm, you're not going to like that. I already know you're not going to like that game. Yeah. So also befriend your local game store. Owner. Yeah. Know, know who's bringing you that good supply. <laughs> yeah. You got you to gotta be up on their details. Yeah. Um, and most game shops nowadays, uh, a good one anyway, whether it's a board game cafe or a shop, is just space to play. Right. I feel like we're so much more inclined to buy something, especially if we have the time to kill, is if they have a copy of that game that we want to try and mm-hmm. say if it's something quick like a 30 or 40 minute game, learn it, enjoy it, and then pick it up at a later date. And we've done that with a few games mm-hmm. recently. And I feel like that's just a good way for them to market for customers. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think space... Like, you were saying size doesn't matter, but that's only to a certain extent, because I'd say space matters in two ways. One way is that you want to have space to playtest a game if they have demos available, right? Like, we've been to so many games game shops where um, they have the games that you can test out right there um, that are just open for you to use. The other way that I think space matters is I don't like to feel like I'm in somebody else's way while yeah. I'm shopping, and I don't like other people to be in my way. And it starts to stress me out a little too much, which might just be me and the way that I get very anxious when people are too close to me. But I need I need room to like look at look at shit a little bit more. And so I'm thinking about some of the smaller shops and if there are, you know, four or five other customers in there with us, it starts to feel cramped real yeah. quick. That's true. But yeah, like to me, like those are the kinds of things that, like, if it, it doesn't matter the location, I'll go into a, a sketchy looking neighborhood for a good board game shop. I'll go down a highway, up a mountain, around a corner, like up a mountain. Yeah, fuck it. Hey, we we drove that crazy ass mountainous ride in Hawaii. I'll do anything after that. You didn't drive. I didn't drive. I was the passenger. I think the front seat passenger, which is I think probably the most horrifying thing. I think I would have rather drove. Mm-mm. Nope. But... No, thank you. But, yeah, I'm... What, where were you going with that? You would drive anywhere? Yeah, for a good board game shop. Oh, that's well... All, that's all I was That's going. all you were going with? Yeah, really. Oh, okay. But, I mean, that's still different. That's different from wanting space to, like, browse. I'm thinking about one of the last times we were at a store, and this is going to be as much of a positive comment, so I'm not going to say which one, but there were so many people in this very large store... And people had brought their young children, and the young children were laying on the floor in the middle of one of the places we were trying to look at games, and I have never wanted to kick a child more than I did in that moment. I mean, line them up, kick them down. That's how I feel about it. Well, that wasn't appropriate. (laughs) So, I didn't. I did not kick a child. I walked over to you and said, I'd like to kick that child, and I'm pretty sure you said, do it. Yeah. And I didn't. Top turn buckle. Elbow drop. Stop. Why do you use words? <laughs> Too many words. Yeah. Um, I feel like one of the things that has been more modernized now, which is a lot of fun to experience, are like board game cafes and board game bars, mm-hmm. which tend to lean a little... I mean, the bars, for obvious reason, they're not going to facilitate kids. But they're, you know, board game cafe that's like 
has snacks and coffee and shit like that. Even if it's like older kids that they're not going to really facilitate a whole bunch of young kids. It's not mm-hmm. going to be things for them to play like kitty games or the shitty board games of our youth. I mean, it's still possible though, right? Like when we were in Asheville, we visited a well-played board game cafe, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool because there were hundreds of games uh, for you to play. And when you came in, you basically, you could pay like an hour, pay for an hour or you could pay for a full day. And you could, then you could go and come back to this particular store and play as many games as you wanted while you were there. And they had people there who could explain it to you if you needed them to, things like that. But I remember there were also kids there playing games, but they weren't the annoying kind. So Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if you, if you have it set up right where it's like you're not painfully forced to interact with other people's offspring because... <laughs> Our favorite. Yeah. We're not kids. We're not kid people. In case you didn't gather that so, by now. But hey, it's cool if you want to play board games with your kids and shit. We, we can recommend that. I mean. I mean, I, listen. If I were going to have kids, I'd play board games with them. So. Yeah. We'll make recommendations. Don't force us to interact with them. Yeah, please. Please. We'll end well for your kid. <laughs> but yeah, um, board game cafes just add like that extra level of like immersion. To where it's like, oh yeah, it's always fun playing stuff at home. We have a really nice kitchen table. We like to bust stuff out. It's fun to drink at home. Mm-hmm. Have, you know, coffee, snacks at home, whatever. But to be able to go out and do that. Like, we can cook most of the things that we go out to eat, right? Almost most. Like, yeah. almost all of them. But you go out because you don't have to, like, deal with this, right? It's not your... Mm-hmm. You go out for the ambiance. Totes. And a good shop is like that. So um, here in Baltimore, and I wanna I wanna plug them because they opened up right after all the shit started going down with COVID, and it sucks. But uh, No Land Beyond, mm-hmm. um, we'd only been there once, and it was for like their soft launch on New Year's Eve. Yeah, and it was, it was awesome. Badass. They had, the space was fucking incredible. I loved that they had like different levels. In there, um, so they had like, like different floors, yeah, that's what I mean. Levels, yeah. um, because the, there was like one, so it didn't feel crowded, mm-hmm. right? Like, there were people on one floor who were playing magic, um, and we're not really into magic, or some one of us has never been in magic, into yeah. magic, but the other has, you know. Back, back in my day when I had nothing to blow money on aside from magic the gathering and snacks, that's what I did, yep, um, but. Since that's that's not my crowd, I don't play the game. I don't understand anything about the game, if we're being completely honest. Um, you know, we've all been in different board game stores where it feels like the whole store is being overrun by people playing Magic the Gathering. Yeah. It was nice to be able to find, to have other space to just sit at a table and play a game. Hey, um, and, and just as a sidebar, we're not trashing oh, no. Magic. I don't give a flying fuck about Magic. We have bills to pay. We can't devote that kind of money to buying <laughs> shit like that. All the power to you. If it's your hobby, great. We understand that. It's I, get, a huge, I actually get the appeal. Yeah. And it's a huge way that board game shops make money mm-hmm. by collectible card games and having living card games and stuff like that and all that kind of shit. Just not, it's not our cup of tea. Yeah. If somebody would like to bring over their pre made decks and explain to us uh, all the facets <laughs> of, of how to play, 
Sure. Fantastic. I'm just not going to devote my time because my attention span's fucking pudding when it comes to that shit. Totes. But yeah, I mean, I just, I liked that, sp- I liked that there were multiple levels, right? Like, it didn't have to be that people were playing Magic. It just happened to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, No Land Beyond had, like, like you said, it was that main floor where people were playing Magic, and then they had, like, their whole library of games you could just play. Mm-hmm. And then they had, like, their own little shop, and then uh, down the downstairs they had a few different rooms, and then they had a bar and a DJ, and they, you know, and because it was New Year's Eve, they had a whole bunch of different events and stuff going on. But like, to me, like, that's what's cool about board game shops, right? It's not just going to support your local business, which is super important, especially in this hobby that mm-hmm. you you want to be able to, especially, like, yeah, you have the big board game developers and stuff like that, but to be able to facilitate a local business to get those games out, they have to be, there has to be that symbiotic relationship. But then again... They need to make money, and they're going to facilitate that to Gotta you. Got to pay rent. Versus, you know, giving Bezos more money. <laughs> yeah, something else that I think is important, especially in a shop where they would like you to stay and play. And I feel like this sounds really basic, but you got to have fucking comfortable chairs. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I mean, um, so just up the street from us, uh, there's the Game Haven, uh, which is technically in Pikesville. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we're friends with Matt, who owns the shop there. And uh, Matt's got comfortable chairs, which was a big thing for me when we first started going to Matt's shop. I was like, you can't expect me to stay here and play games and buy your snacks and, you know, just chill out for a couple hours if your chair's not comfortable. Yeah, that's true. I feel very strongly about this one. Yeah, I mean, our dining room chairs are kind of very rigid. Yeah, I know, but that's our dining room. I know. That's We're what I'm saying. We're not a board game shop. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, we can only sit for so long without, you know, tucking a pillow under our cheeks or, you know. I mean, t- I always sit a on break. a blanket, so it's yeah, fine. that's fine. But that's because it's our house. Yeah. If we were going to redo, if we were going to buy a new dining room table, I would reconsider what our chairs were for this exact reason because we literally sit at the table for nothing else yeah. except to play board games. We're going to have a Patreon for people to just buy us new furniture. I mean, so we, we can should. set up an Amazon wish list. We were just talking about Amazon, but it won't be board games because we're going to buy them from local places. Yeah, it's going to be very niche lingerie for me. Why? Why not? Does that make you feel good? Nope. <laughs> I want some Takanogo briefs. I mean, listen, I would wear Takanogo underwear. All right. Well, this is uh, Bored to Death After Dark. Uh, <laughs> thank you uh, for joining us there. But I know um, we've got a few people who listen who would appreciate this conversation. That's fair. What else are you looking for in a, in a board game shop? Um, I and this doesn't have anything to do with the shop itself. Um, I feel like shop etiquette matters, and this is where people who visit shops mm. who might be listening to us now should, uh, you know, turn the volume up. Yeah, pay attention. Follow these rules. Sit up, and, and not to say like, you know, I try. I try and be a, a generally pleasant person in public okay i'm glad you put the in public on yeah. there because you know you're not very pleasant otherwise no it's just a true true statement i'm a little scratchy of a person what do you want from me <laughs> but yeah uh go in um like we said before don't bring your screaming family in nobody wants that shit the shop owners don't want it because people are going to leave mm-hmm. we don't want it because we don't want to deal with your your screaming offspring just just don't do it 
I also feel pretty strongly that you shouldn't bring kids to bars and breweries. But I think uh, they're one and the same. It's another topic for another day. Yeah. Also, if your board game shop sells beer, don't allow children. I just, I don't want them there. I mean, at least not near the beer. Yeah, I don't share well. At all? Nope. You don't share at all? Also, if I'm sitting at a table and there's not enough space to leave a little bit of space for us to still enjoy our space, don't sit. Don't sit with people. Or at least ask first. Because it's weird to overcrowd strangers. I'm I don't feel they ask. I feel like we're not going to have to deal with that for a very long time. Yeah. At least until a vaccine <laughs> pops off. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I feel like if, you know, let's say we're all looking at the same shelf and I happen to be in your way, all you got to say is, excuse me. Or like, do you mind if I get in here? Mm. Please don't. Push me out of the way. Or like breathe on me. Please don't breathe on me, especially now. Don't ever make that sound again. Yeah. Uh, it's really not that hard. Yeah. I didn't realize we were going to give like rules for life. I mean that everywhere, not just at board game shop. Just say excuse me. Yeah. It's really all I need. Don't be And if douche. you're from the Midwest, you just go, oh, oh, excuse me. Yeah, they do. They just oh. make that weird sound. Oh, O-P-E, oh. Come on, you've heard me say that. Yeah, but Even I my family say that. Yeah, but I didn't really associate it with like a Midwestern thing. It's very Midwestern. It's weird. What do you want me to say? You can't say coffee. So, here we are. Don't make fun of me. Too late. On the East Coast, we just mosh pit our way through places. Yeah, I'm well aware. I live here now. It's how we drive. It's how we love. <laughs> gotta be the dumbest <laughs> thing you've ever said. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Somebody, um, this is my, my... I'm raising the white flag. Somebody come help me. Um, and and just for a, a last little bit of etiquette, for the love of all that is good and just in this fucking world, hygiene matters in a closed space. We have <sighs> we all know if if you are part of this hobby and a part of uh, the board gaming lifestyle or tabletop lifestyle, even if you're not, but working on getting in. You know. You know the funk. You, you know, know the board game. Because there's the con funk when you go to board game and even like Comic Con. There's the funk there. Mm-hmm. Don't bring that funk to a smaller area. Please. I beg of you. Just keep the deodorant in your backpack or your purse or something. Yeah, Axe is not that expensive. Just You can buy the off brand. It's fine. You can. I, it's got to smell better than the funk. I will Febreze you in the parking lot. As, a, as a, a show of goodwill, if it just means you don't bring your stanky ass inside the board game shop. Your stanky ass. Or whatever it is. Ugh. Gross. You know it's true. Oh, it's been a while, though, since we've experienced the funk. Yeah, we've lucked out. I'm, I mean, no, we haven't lucked out. We just haven't been able to get into a board game shop in the last ten weeks, so. Has it been that long? I, I have no idea. Time, time is a flat circle. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anymore so here we are yeah and um if you have a good shop and uh you spend a lot of time there make sure that you take the time to you you don't have to socialize with the people there because that's weird some people don't want to socialize with other people but a good way to show your support is through hard cash cold hard cash you're spending time there you should feel obligated to Give them money. 
Some places, like, if it's, like, a straight-up board game storefront that has space, yeah, they might not, they might not, um, charge a fee to play there, right? Yeah. So. Most, I would say most board game shops don't. Yeah. The ones that are more Mm cafe-y or bar-like might. Yeah. But if they're not charging a fee... And you want to sit down and play something, you should probably feel obligated to mm-hmm. to buy something. And I know it's not the capability of everybody every time you go into a store. Maybe you're buying something. Especially if you hang out there a lot. Or if you end up buying something a little more expensive, you know, you shouldn't feel like you have to spend 100 or $200 a month to frequent a place that you like. We always kind of compare it to if we spend three hours hanging out at a board game shop, that's kind of like going to a movie. Right? And if the two of us go to the movies and we get snacks and beverages, we're at, what, 40 bucks, 50 bucks at least? Yeah. So, if if this board game shop has entertained me for three hours, it's like going to the movies. Yeah. And I should spot them some of that cash. Yeah. And just, like, like I said, supporting a local business, they are, at the end of the day, they're trying to make money. And they're facilitating a thing that's bringing you enjoyment. And it's a passion of theirs, right? Like, they're trying to make them one of... Nobody nobody who owns a board game shop is indifferent about board games. That's true. And I think that's an important... Like, you know, you might work your job because it gives you money. But, like, people who own a board game shop aren't just like, eh, board games or whatever. They're really not... Like, they care a lot. They're not like hedge fund managers during the day. They're like, we only sell Monopoly because fuck the little guy. Exactly. So, show them some love. Yeah. And then, sometimes you make friends with them. And they become some some really great people in your life. Yeah. Sometimes they're weirdos that you never want to see again. And that's fine, too. You know where you belong. I don't, I feel like, and that's, that's kind of mean and harsh. We haven't come no, across like any, like any like super strange people. Owners? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I don't think we've come across any strange owners. Usually it's just the people enjoying the hobby. Yeah. I'll never forget, um, when Star Wars Destiny came out, um, it was like the second Prince. So we didn't jump on this bandwagon early, um, but then the, when it came out around for its second print, we were like, uh, we'll give it a go. There's an event happening at the shop. Um, so we'll go in and we'll buy two starter packs. Is that the language? Yeah. It was like one was like themed with like Kylo Ren. One was themed with uh, Ray. Yeah. And they're like competing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just didn't know if that was the, language, the right language. Um, so we thought we'd give it a go. Uh, we go in. We're opening up the packs and we bought the like... I, I obviously don't know the lingo for these games, but the extra cards. Yeah, that, the booster packs or booster whatever packs? the fuck they were. I, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know what they were called. Um, but yeah, so we bought extra cards to go with our starter set. And I opened mine and I had uh, Darth Vader, which was apparently a big deal in my deck. And we hadn't even learned how to play this game yet. Like we had no idea. Yeah. We were like 15 minutes in and it was just like us opening shit up and be like, Ooh, wait, 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 let's look at the components. Let's look at these cards. Let's, let's see what they the do. Artwork. That was us. Um, and I'm going through and I'm like, Oh, look at this card. Look at this card, John, look at this one. And all of a sudden I'm showing him one and there's a guy sitting next to you 
And he goes, oh, we got a Vader over here. And he starts yelling. And literally, I kid you not, 40 people in this game store turn around and look at me because I've got the Darth Vader card. Mind you, I'm also like one of maybe two women in this entire store. So it's just a bunch of folks there playing Star Wars Destiny. Very excited that I got this Darth Vader card. And they started offering me, like, I will trade you two of this card for this card, for the Vader card. And um, Matt, who owns the, owns the shop, was like, hey, how about y'all let them learn how to play the game before you attack them? Yeah. Uh, fast forward, like, three weeks later, we sold that Darth Vader card on eBay. So... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, when we realized it wasn't really a game for us personally, like, we took a shot in it. I think you liked it a little more than I did. I wasn't a big fan. Um, I mean, I liked the base game. I didn't. I wouldn't want to play with people who have been working on like mastering their decks. Yeah. Just because that's not what I'm into. I just want to play regular. Mm-hmm. You like <laughs> it when it's kind of an even playing field mm-hmm. starting in. Exactly. Yeah, sold that fucker on eBay for like sixty bucks. It was nice. Paid for uh, everything that we bought, so yeah. we broke even. Exactly. Thanks, eBay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So. That was a little bit of a tangent. It only kind of has to do with what we're talking about, but it's one of my, it's one of my most vivid memories being in a board game store. Really? Yeah, because I'm telling you, we went on a Sunday afternoon, and to have fucking forty randos <laughs> just fucking throw themselves at me for this Darth Vader card was wild. Yeah, because he's that kind of attention in high school. Yeah, well, we weren't in high school. No, I was married to you. So, yep. and also, don't hit on people when you're at the board game store. <laughs> Please leave them alone. I was like, we I don't, don't have to deal with that. I but. don't care. I don't care who it is. Don't hit on people. Leave them alone. In general. How about that? Just in general. Yeah. Just don't. Life lesson. Away from board games. Just leave, You know what? We've made it this far as a species. Just leave each other the fuck alone. For a little while. for Just for a little while. <laughs> just a little while, please. But yeah. you have any other nuggets of wisdom about board game shops? Um, I guess like with, with being overloaded with choice, which is, again, my, my biggest dilemma of going in and my greatest joy of finding <laughs> something I've never seen before, don't be afraid to ask, right? The mm-hmm. people there are there to, A, make money off of you. B, make sure that you're buying something that you enjoy so you'll come back and give them more money. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And if you're into Dungeons & Dragons and tabletop uh, role-playing games, there's always that weird section tucked off in the back where the, the strange people are painting all their figurines and shit <laughs> like that. And, like, the miniature... There's always, like, the miniature section where, like, mm-hmm. people literally must have just, like, fucking money out the asshole. Where everyone's like, oh, did you buy this? And you look at it, and it's, like, this unpainted figurine worth, like, $80. And it's like, nah. It's wild. It's wild. Some of this shit looks cool, though. Like that. That's, I know. You always go look at it and think about so it. It's so fucking cool. Like... Uh, I know nothing about this game, but it's called uh, Star Wars Armada, I think it is. And it's like a tabletop miniatures where you're like fighting in like big spaceships. And you buy the spaceships as a part of your fleet and you fight and shit. Right. It just looks cool. We don't have space for that kind of crap in the house. We're we're running out of space in general. I, I just, I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't like clutter. Yeah. 
And that's probably part of the reason. I see you keep looking up to your to your shit your shit shelf up there. My shit shelf. Hey, it's, I got a few figures. I call them your toys. It's John's toy shelf. And you leave my toy shelf alone. Yeah, well. Hey, you. I got Michael Myers, Batman, and that no, Dark I, Souls figurine. That's all I, I need I in my live, life. I live here too. I know. I know. I know what's up there. You leave it alone. <laughs> it's mean. You're mean. But yeah, that's uh, that's our breakdown of anatomy of a of a board game shop, and um. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't think I have anything else to say about it. I'm kind of looking forward to now that uh, Marilyn's breaking breaking down into their stages of like, hey, you could be around people like a little bit, be able to go back into a shop safely and uh, check out some new stiff. Yeah, that's the plan for later this week. Hopefully, fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, I don't know that I have any other. I w- I was trying to think about whether or not I need. A board game shop to be organized. Um, it does help. I would say it only kind of helps, though, because sometimes you don't quite know what you're looking for. Um, and if you don't understand the system, if you don't understand the system, it's not going to work out. But that's where you go into somewhere like Third Eye and somebody literally is like, oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, just let you know, this is how the store's breaking down. And it's like, this shit over here, and this is over here, and here's your fucking floor map. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah, a, they needed that third eye. And a compass, and here's your, your fucking map legend. Yeah, but also at, at third eye, everything is organized alphabetically. It makes that very easy in there. But I think about a store like Canton Games. I don't necessarily need it to have a system because... It's just a smaller store, right? So yeah. if I saw something, I just got to move like six feet to the left and I'll probably find it back. That's true. You don't need to like light a torch and go down like a cavernous route to mm-hmm. find what you're looking for. But yeah. So I, I was just trying to think one last little nugget because I asked you what you were looking for and you never asked me. So here we are. Oh, what are you looking for? At the end. <laughs> at the end of all of this and you didn't ask me once. Yeah, what do you want from me? care about me john yeah god all right so what have we been playing um we actually busted out quank uh the other day and that was a lot of fun um it's been a good minute since since we busted out just like the standard one we got regular quank we have the sunken treasures expansion we also have quank in space Mm -hmm. but just busting out like the og deck building quank is a lot of fun yeah definitely i mean you crushed me. I fucking smoked you. I think the last episode we talked about how you hadn't won a game in a long time. So long. And you won every game that we played over the last, like, three days, except Bananagrams. Man. And Bananagrams is my game, it if is. we're being honest. It's like, one of my favorite games to lose. I really enjoy it because we're both wordy people. We mm-hmm. we like word games. I, I, we're, I feel like we are both very verbose. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I, it's if you've never played Bananagrams, um, why don't you explain? Yeah, so Bananagrams, I like to say it's like fast-paced Scrabble. Um, and, and so, but the difference is you don't get points necessarily for a longer word, right? When you play with two players, each of you starts with 21 tiles. Um, letter tiles. Letter tiles, thank you. And your goal is to um, organize all of those tiles into their own like crossword style um, of words. Like like a mixed bag of mm-hmm. words. It can yeah. be anything. You just branch them off each other. If you know what a crossword is, you know how to play Scrabble. It's pretty... Mm-hmm. I mean, the entry point to playing is pretty easy. Yeah, and then once you've used all your tiles, you say peel. And everyone playing pulls another letter 
from the center, which has all the extra tiles. All flipped over so you can't see which one's which. Right. So it's totally, it's random. Um, And then once you get that tile, you got to try and place it in somewhere with your words. So it might be adding, if you got an S, you might get lucky and you can add from, from rag, you can make rags. Yep. Or something like that. Or it could be like me and you get like four R's and a fucking Q and I'm just like, ah, this is it for me. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> so yeah, you keep going until all the tiles are gone and the first person to um, to say peel with all of them gone, you win. Bananagrams, bitch. Yeah. I love this game. Yeah. We don't have too many uh, word games like that. But um, another really good word game that we haven't played because we don't own it, but we did gift it is Paperback. Mm-hmm. And going on like the uh, the deck building um, mechanic, like in Clank, mm-hmm. everybody starts with a standard deck, and their your deck is just letters of the alphabet, and then you draw them. Sometimes and, it's two letters, like a ch. Yeah, and you draw them, and you build a word, and your words give you points, and the points you could use to buy more letters to add to your deck. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the first person to a certain amount of points, because then you're buying like book covers and stuff like that and there's like a points earning mechanic but Mm -hmm. yeah we should get that yeah well we have the app the app is pretty good yeah yeah it's okay um the app is fine yeah uh but yeah we also played istanbul the dice game this weekend and of course we played azul we i think we've talked about azul now in like every fucking episode yeah but it's just so fun yeah, it's fun. It's it's easy to bust out. The setup for it is minimal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, Istanbul Dice Game is a lot like that, too. A little more setup because you have to like divide piles of things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the end game is a lot longer yeah. because you're rolling dice and a lot of it's more luck-based versus strategy like Azul. But though, like, I feel like when we're going to talk about what we played at the end of our episodes, it's always good, I feel, to have like those smaller games in your library. Just mm-hmm. because you you never you don't always want to have like these epic drawn out nights or you know you're just trying to get away from a screen you don't want to bust out a deck of cards what do you want to do like the smaller mm-hmm. games facilitate that so well to be like you don't have to ha- you don't have to feel obligated to like you know strut your board game cred for like not <laughs> wanting to sit down and play a three hour fucking game yeah. And we, we say that because, especially, I think it rings true for us a lot when we talk about Azul, because um, we first played we first played Azul, at, we played a demo copy uh, at a board game shop, and somebody else, uh, who was also just happened to be there, um, he overheard John telling someone who worked at the board game shop that we played Azul, and we really loved it, it was a lot of fun. And they happened to be out of stock in it, which kind of sucked. Yeah, because we were going to buy it, and we ended up buying it later. Um, but then this, um, let me say passerby, but just somebody standing around listening was like, oh yeah, I love games like Azul, but like I bought it for my parents and they like games like Ticket to Ride and, um, you know, other easy games like that. And they were real judgy about it. And we were like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, fuck you, Steve. Your parents sound cool. How about that? Yeah. I want to play games with Steve's parents. Yeah. I don't know if his name's Steve, but I mean, fuck it, you, Steve. It is now. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we got yeah so thanks for hanging out with us uh, for another episode you guys can find us all over the internet remember to go to board ga- uh, board to death podcast.com you almost fucked it up i did yeah it's board to death podcast on instagram and facebook yeah 
Don't have Twitter. I don't know if we're going to make Twitter. We keep saying. I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah. I'm, of, I'm bad at Twitter. There's a lot of Nazis on Twitter. Yeah, I'm better at Instagram than I am Twitter. Yeah. I'm Never... just not funny in, what is it, like 240? I got 240 characters? I'm not funny in 240 characters. Yeah. I need more space than that to be funny. We stay on Instagram because everybody knows Nazis don't like pictures. Science. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's modern technology. Yeah. Remember, you guys could subscribe uh, to our podcast as well if uh, you don't want to go and give us, uh, you know, traffic to our website because you're a piece of shit. Um, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. And we are on Spotify. Yeah. So go and uh, subscribe there. And pop- if you use Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a good rating. Yeah. Even we're, if you don't like us, just give just, us a good rating. Or just rate. I don't care. You could just leave whatever fucking review. No, I said rate. I didn't say anything about a review. Oh. That's true. Concerned Mama did leave a review on our on our Apple Podcast page. So if you go there and you subscribe, you're already there. Leave us five stars. Re- read Concerned Mama's review. Yeah. And leave your own if you're so inclined. Yeah, you're so nice. Yeah. That's all we got. So until next time, I'm John. I'm Kayla. And this is how we roll.